Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast, a show designed to empower, educate, and encourage you to stay focused and committed to your mission. I'm your host, AC Cristales. Let's get ready to roll. Thank you so much for joining me on Mission Driven with AC Cristales. I'm joined once again by my buddy, Jose. What's going on, bro? much man we're in the home stretch and the home counting down to season three <laughs> that's right man so hey let's talk about the trailer real quick man what were your initial thoughts let me tell you we could probably spend an hour podcast just discussing <laughs> the trailer it literally blew me away if i was excited before i don't know what other word i can use to say higher than excited stoked hype and to anxious, ready to go. I don't know, man. It was just that good. They really did a good job, you know, kind of keeping us hooked, piecing, giving us certain pieces, yeah. you know, that's of, of the scenes that are going to happen. Um, but it just, you know, it just makes me like really, really want to see it. Fast forward time and let's get to the eighth. But uh, I just thought it was really great, man. You yeah, know, they did sure. a good job. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely really good. And I think there are a couple of scenes that kind of, you know, show misdirection, you know, you know, obviously we talked about it. We texted each other as soon as it came out and, and we, we kind of threw our theories out there with regards to what we think is going to happen. But, you know, I think I read somewhere from uh, one of the tweets from one of the creators that they just talked about. Yeah. You know, just cause you see certain things, don't think that's actually how it's going to play out. So, which is great, man, because I don't, I don't, I don't want it to be ruined for me, you know? And so that's kind of the right. excitement of, of just waiting till January 8th. Obviously I'm like you, bro. I want to watch it already. But uh, I'm anxious to see how it plays out and, you know, and obviously, hopefully there's some more surprises. So like you said, yeah, we could spend an hour just trying to decipher that podcast about <laughs> that. Excuse me, that trailer. But yeah, really, really, really good trailer. Really got us excited for what's coming. So that's good, man. Well, let's go ahead and jump into episode seven. Like you said, we are in the home stretch. So for this podcast, we're going to cover episode seven entitled Lowell. In episode seven, the summary goes like this. To prepare his students, Daniel gives some new training methods a shot. Miguel puts a new lesson into practice. Johnny makes a tough but pivotal decision that affects Cobra Kai. So go ahead and start us off, bro, with some one of your favorite scenes. I'm going to definitely start off with the scene with Daniel arriving at Miyagi-Do. Uh he had just gotten off the phone with Amanda. He hears someone in the back, and uh, he thinks it's Robbie. He's like, hey, Robbie, is that you? Early bird catches the worm. To his surprise, once he goes out there, it's actually Crease. And uh, <laughs> Crease being Crease, you know, a little little sarcastic, condescending yeah. <laughs> type. He says, cute little place you have here. Do you teach karate or gardening? <laughs> and Daniel's, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Daniel responds. So this is what it's come down to: breaking and entering. Yeah. And um, Cree says, oh, "I'm just here to thank you." And you know, Daniel's like, "Thank you for what?" <laughs> yeah. And um, he's like, "For taking our weakest soldiers." So right there, Crease is like in war mentality, man. He mm -hmm. thinks that the students are like soldiers, ready to go on the battle line <laughs> yeah. and fight. Mm -hmm. And um. Not only does he, uh, you know, sarcastically want to thank them, he also kind of challenges them. You know, he says, you may think you've gotten the best of John and Lawrence, but I promise you this time I won't let him lose. And, you know, Dan was like, L lose what? <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, Daniel reminds him, he's like, this isn't war, yeah. you know. And, of course, Kreese, he's like, war never ends. Peace is just lull between battles, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is ironically the name of the title of mm -hmm, this uh, mm -hmm. episode. And Crease um, <clears throat> basically says, did you really think you can attack Cobra Kai and there wouldn't be any consequences? Yeah. And then he kind of, in a way, not, not, I mean, in an aggressive way, says, your students better be ready because I promise you ours will. Yeah. And then to add a little insult to injury, <laughs> he puts out his cigar on one of uh, the plants there at Miyagi Do. Yeah. And he says, Give my regards to Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> you know, he pretty much declared war on Daniel and Miyagi. That's exactly. that's the way I saw it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, uh, number one, I just want to say Crease killed it in that scene. You know, just uh, mm -hmm. the way he's going about it. You know, just like you said, dec declaring war. So he killed it, you know, com he coming off and, and showing his evil side. 
right? That's how I took it, showing just his evil side, his side that wants to battle, his side that's taking this, you know, teenage karate to a whole nother level, man, because at the end of the day, they're just right. kids, you know, and I think that's what Daniel says, right? They're just kids. It's a cute little place you got here. You teach karate or gardening. So this is what it's come to, breaking and entering? I'm just here to say thank you. Thank me for what? Well, taking our weakest soldiers from our ranks. That was kind. Soldiers? They're kids. We were all kids once. You may think you got the best of Johnny Lawrence, but I promise you, this time I won't let him lose. Lose what? This isn't war. Sure it is. War never ends. Peace is just the love between battles. Did you really think you're going to attack Cobra Kai and there wouldn't be any consequences? And so uh, it just shows you where Kreese's head is at, man. He's like, nah, you know, they're more than kids. So a little evilness to it, you know, is, is what I took from it. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm going to agree with you with regards to he's just declaring war. And, and we're going to see um, why he feels that way. At the end of the episode, that kind of ties it in, yes. you know, with why he feels that way, why he wants to make Daniel look bad. So, well, let me just tie this in. Remember when uh, Daniel walked into Miyagi's backyard back in, in part three and who was waiting for him or who walked in? It was Mike Barnes, right? My, Mike Barnes. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like the same thing. So this time Daniel walks into the to the Miyagi-Do, whatever, dojo, backyard. And and Crease walks in, so another connection, right? You know, kind of like they're right. taking over that dojo or whatever. And um, that's but yeah, right. yeah. That, and they yeah. were hitting the bag too. Yeah, he was hitting. That's the what bag Daniel too. was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't catch that, man. Good catch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I was looking at that, but yeah, it, you know, everything that you said, man, definitely agree with that. And you know, yeah, dude. Yeah, Daniel's mean. worried. Daniel looked worried after that. You know, after Crease left, mm -hmm. like almost kind of scared in a way. Yeah, not really knowing what to do, you know, not really knowing what's going to happen. So um, I'm going to take over to the next one, man. The next one I like when Crease uh, took over the office. So, I, you know, so they got <laughs> they then they cut to uh, to Johnny walking into the dojo. And I like how Miguel went up to him and said he was the only student. If you notice that he was the only student that right. went, went up to him and said, hey, I'm sorry about your laws. And uh, and then Johnny walks into his office and. Crease had rearranged it. So again, to me, it's just a little funny stuff like that, man. He put his picture there and, and, but little things that I caught this time, you know, he was like, Hey, you know, um, and I'm sure I heard it, you know, the first time I saw it, but he was like, yeah, you had unpaid bills and all that. And, you know, obviously again, we know how this season ends, right? So, you know, we know how pivotal that is, right? That, that Crease took over paying bills and organizing the place because obviously you know, he had intentions that will be clear to the viewer in the last episode. But at that point, you're kind of just listening. All right, this dude's just trying to take over. You know, he's just trying to, you know, put his mark on there. Right. That's that's the way I took exactly, it. He yeah. put his picture up there on the wall. So his just, picture. <laughs> and he's sitting in his chair and stuff. It's just, yeah, it's just little things, man, where he's he's slowly, you know, trying to, you know, get into the top spot again because, hey, right. as after all, he is the founder. So that's what I liked about that's that. True. So what else did you he get He also that? said, well, one of the things I noticed that he said, you know, when Johnny told him that, you know, you made, you made yourself at home. Yeah. And uh, they're looking at the photo of him in the military as the U.S. karate champ, I think it was 1972. Yeah, yeah. And he says, a buddy of mine took that photo. Yeah. And I'm wondering if he's referring to Terry Silver. Yeah, that's what I'm and thinking, too. I'm, just, I'm thinking, too. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> but uh, one of the, well, I also had that scene written down. And, um, but you know, Johnny being Johnny is like, okay, whatever, you know, he's ready to start his lesson. And, um, you know, he goes out and tells the students he's on in five minutes and the students are a little bit confused <laughs> because, yes. uh, I guess Chris had already had alternative plans Yep. and, you know, Chris tells them, you know, it's time to separate the, what was it? Uh, the men from the boys and the mm -hmm. girls too. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about Coyote Creek, which, you know, before we, I, I had never Coyote Creek was not mentioned in any of the original. So I kind of didn't really know what it was. Yeah. Um, but Johnny was hesitant because he's like, no, this is, it look at, you know, I guess it sounds extreme or something like that, yeah. but if students are eager to prove himself, 
like they were ready. They really wanted to do that lesson. Yeah. And uh, like I said, Johnny was hesitant, but he looks at Miguel. I don't know if you caught it. Just like a briefly looks at Miguel. Yeah. And Miguel kind of looks like gives him like a didn't doesn't nod or anything, but just a look like gives him the approval. Like, yeah, I want to do this. Oh, and I didn't so catch that. He, yeah, yeah. He, he he buys into it. Or at least that's the way I saw it, you know. Yeah, well, but, I think uh, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you know Crease is undermining him, you know, trying to go over him, yes. and so he kind of kind of gives in right at that point. I was like, all right, well, let me just go ahead and go with this plan, even if he, you know, doesn't think that the kids are ready for it. And like you said, at this point, we had never heard Coyote Creek through any of the uh, Cobra, not Cobra Guy, Karate Kid movies. So first time that we're right. hearing it, and um, yeah, man, it, you know, kind of. You know, piqued your interest, right? Piqued your curiosity when you heard what the hell is Karate, um, Coyote Creek or whatever. And so, but do you see how 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 Crease is playing Johnny? Because like, well, if Sensei Sensei Lawrence says, it's oh okay. yes, you know. So it's like little things like that that he's saying that's kind of just you know he's he's going over him, but yet he's manipulating the situation by not going over him so overtly, you know. So yeah, man, I was looking forward to that, and obviously Johnny gives in, you know, because Hawk you know, does say, Hey, you know, we're ready. We're ready. Sensei, we're ready to prove ourselves. So, uh, what else do you got after that? What other scene? The next one I want to go to is, uh, this is where Daniel, uh, is about to, um, start his lesson with yeah. the Miyagi-Do students. And you see the students under a tree. Um, you can, apparently it's summertime, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's very hot. Uh, they're all just, sitting there exhausted by the heat and they haven't even really moved. But Daniel comes out and he's like, okay, uh, he's ready to show him this new lesson called Shoi Shu Geku. Yeah. Something like <laughs> something that. Like right? that. I, think yeah. I, mispron- <laughs> I mispronounced it probably. And then yeah. Chris with a little comedic value says, what, like the insurance? Yeah. yeah. He was talking about Geico. Geico. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, uh, Daniel says it's a Japanese exercise where you train like during the hottest days of the year. Um, <clears throat> And I like what Daniel says right here. Mm-hmm. You know, the fight isn't always going to come to you when it's 75 degrees. And then Sam says, aren't we supposed to avoid fighting? Sometimes you can't. Yeah. Someday the fight may come to you. For sure. So I, did, I just thought that that was a good quote by Daniel. Well, why and did you like that? He wants to make... Um, I took it... I mean, I liked it because I I took the physical fighting aspect out of it. Yeah. Uh, just some sometimes in life you're going to have challenges, no doubt, you know, no doubt. and, um, you have to be ready for them or at least do your best of your ability. So it's kind of like that just to be ready for challenges and be ready to, to work and to overcome them. Yeah. That's cool, bro. Cause that's, that that, makes that, sense. yeah, no, that makes perfect sense because that's exactly how I took it, man. Like life isn't always going to be sunny and beautiful. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have some moments. Oh where yes. It's yes. going to be, you know, raining and thunderstorms metaphorically speaking. Right. So, Basically, right. exactly what you said. Life is going to present you some challenges. Life is going to present you some struggles. So I took it like that. So it's kind of like, yeah, you know, even though we don't wake up every day, like, oh, man, then, you know, something horrible is going to happen. But, hey, you know, in life, things happen, dude. You know, there are things that we can't control. We can control our actions, but we can't control what others do to us. So definitely I took it like that as well, man. So that's why I liked it. And yeah, man, just like you, I wrote that down as well. So then after that, I'll, I'll go to my scene is where they get to Coyote Creek. So so what we see Coyote yes. Creek, right? Uh, we see Coyote Creek and we see that it's obviously it's the, like the woods, right? They're going to the woods. And and I started thinking about, um, do you ever paintball in the woods? Do you ever paintball that one time with us when we went to the woods? I, I did one time, I think, yeah, uh, yeah. over there. In, it was near your house, over there in that area. Yeah, so uh, I, I just started thinking about that, man, because... You know, obviously we grew up in, in the city, man, you know, obviously not like in inner city Dallas or whatever, you know, obviously when the, when the suburbs, but not a lot of wooded areas. Right. And not a lot of mountains where we're right. at. And so I remember when we were going through that paintball phase, man, you know, <laughs> you know, it was just, it was just fun deal to go to the woods, man. And even like growing up, man, I remember a couple of, of camps that I went through the church, man. It was just fun. I was going into the woods. So to me, when I saw that, I was just like, oh, man, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be doing karate or playing in the woods and, and capture the flag and all that cool stuff, man. It's like right. it just seemed like something that was fun. So my first question to you, man, if you were a 15, 16 year old kid and you had the choice between Coyote Creek training or what Miyagi-Do was doing, you know, 
that shoku geku or whatever what would you choose man mm-hmm. here's the thing i would probably lean towards coyote creek because you know it's just offensive man the offensive aspect special yeah. forces type you know Whereas, you know, the lesson that uh, Daniel was trying to implement was still, again, more defensive. You know, it's more like just anticipating. And uh, I I just want to go on the attack. Like like you said, the paintball aspect, you know, that was pretty fun when we when you invited me to do that. Yeah, dude. And like and not only that, but like you're a soldier, dude, it's like you got to capture those. So the whole point of Coyote Creek, right, they split. The, they split Cobra kind of to two teams, the black team, the red team. And so you had to catch, um, you had to capture the headband, right? So every team had the a headband. Headbands, yes. You know, one team had red headbands, the other team had black headbands. And the whole point of this exercise, you know, was to capture the headbands and the team who had the most or caught all of them, that was declared the winner. So that's always fun because, again, in paintball, the same thing, right? You got two teams and, and the person, who, you know, who's standing at the end or the team that's standing at the end who hasn't been, you know, shot with a paintball. You know, they're the ones who win. So to me, that's more exciting than what Daniel was doing, man. So, you know, that right, question yeah. just came up to me. But within this scene, man, uh, we see the the flip in the script of another character, right? We see yes, Stingray. So he went from Raymond to Chubbs to Stingray, man. And I, I like what uh, I like what he said. He was like, yeah, I'm just flipping the script Hawk style. And then Johnny's Hawk like, style, yeah, yeah, all right, Chubbs. Come on. He's like, you're on that team. <laughs> Last team standing wins. How do we get the headbands? By any means possible. No rules. Use your judgment. This is just a training exercise. Correct. But remember, this is your life. You lose it. You die. Hey, guys. Sorry I'm late. Traffic on the 118 was a real bitch. Put Coyote Creek into the nav. Nothing came up. What have you done to yourself? Oh, the... Yeah, you know what? I just decided to flip the script. Hawk style. Respect. Here to four, you can refer to me as Stingray. Yeah, all right, Chubbs. He's on your team. The music was even playing and everything. It was building up, and then Johnny shut it down quick. He's like, yeah, whatever, Chubbs. He's like, he's on your team. And then he's... He's on your team, yeah. yeah. Increase like great. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was a you know the way they framed it. You know, you could see a legit special forces exercise type scenario. You yeah. know that the way they discussed it. You know, exactly. Yeah, and <laughs> almost even, like a, And even the way, no, no, go ahead, the, go ahead. even the way uh, Crease broke it down. Right, he's like today. You know, they're 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 not your brothers. They're not your sisters. They're your enemy. So. Crease is teaching him for war, man. You know, he's kind of he's kind of preparing him for war, man. So, yeah, definitely like that. And like I said, I would definitely choose Coyote Creek training. So that was that scene. And again, it just set it up, you know, as as you know, this TV show has been doing, man, you know, kind of sets up a scene and then it cuts to another. So I like that initial scene of Coyote Creek. So what other scenes stood out to you? The next one uh, I wrote down was, you know, this goes back to Daniel and the Miyagi Do's students okay um you know uh they did it first at the dojo right and they were still uh kind of complaining about the heat right so daniel changes it up you know he says you know if you guys um you guys want to cool off and he's like this time i'm going to teach you guys kan geiku okay and they're basically in a freezer now (laughs) you know uh they're in a freezer and i don't know if you caught this man but uh (laughs) There's a sticker on the meat. Mm. It said Fernandez. Yeah, yeah. So it made me wonder if that's uh, his homeboy or Freddy Fernandez from the original. Yeah. If he like the owner or something like that, exactly. or he works there or whatever. I, I, I just caught that. Yeah, I no, I, I read I read that somewhere as well, man. So and people were talking about oh, like dude. remember the shirt that that Freddy Fernandez was wearing. It was it said making bacon. On the oh, shirt, no, I so yeah, know. you know, I'm I'm not even gonna, I'm not even <laughs> yeah. gonna pretend like I remember that, bro. This is through yeah. us, you know, digging through Twitter and all these theories, man. But like, yeah, yeah, I did, I did finally <laughs> catch that the sticker on there. So Fernandez meets because again, how did Daniel have access right so fast to, to a freezer? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, he's basically teaching them to like adapt to the environment and to use it to their advantage. Yeah, and um. You know, he puts Sam in the middle and then just kind of circles the other students around and he calls the number. And once 
student attacks. Mm-hmm. I think uh, when Sam's in the middle, I think the first one is Chris and Sam does pretty well, man. She, she doesn't get hit at all, <laughs> you yeah. know? And, and then Robbie comes in as well. Um, but during this, I, I took down the scene because he, uh, not only because of that, the, the method in like, uh, what is it? It's in a tough way, but not an aggressive. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's still yeah. pretty tough to be in a freezer and still have your, be ready to fight, you yeah. know? But, uh, you know, Daniel receives a call and it's a noosh and he ignores it and just replies with the text. Yeah. He had, uh, which, you know, they kind of briefly told us at the beginning of, of this episode, what was going on, what was going to happen yeah, yeah, or what was on the plan. And, um, so you just see Daniel, uh, you know, he didn't keep his word to him. He was supposed to have lunch with him. Yeah. And we'll explain it later what happens, how that plays in and like further down in the episode. Yeah. But to but me, man, then, yeah, I took, to me, that, that so scene, ahead, yeah, I don't mean to interrupt you, man, but to me, that scene with the noose was kind of like, uh, it's a waste of a scene, man. It's like, I understand why <laughs> they threw it in there because if you, if, and again, we don't break down every scene, but it set it up at the mm-hmm. beginning, right? When Daniel got to, to the Miyagi Do Dojo, you know, Amanda woke up and, and she leaned over to the side and Daniel wasn't there and she called them. And basically, Daniel's not paying as much attention to his business, his car dealership business, right. as he is to the dojo. So I guess that's why they threw in that a new scene. But to me, it's like, ah, it's a filler scene. <laughs> the way I looked at it, bro, it's a, right. it was a filler scene. Right. It's going to serve its purpose in a, in a quote that I wrote down, and I'm sure you probably wrote down as well, but... Yeah, yes. I, I do remember that scene. You know what I what I remember from that scene as well. So when they're in the freezer, uh, or whatever, mm-hmm. when they're in that meat, whatever meat freezer, is um, yes. How come Daniel? This is a question to you, bro. How come Daniel didn't notice Robbie and Sam making eye contact the the way they were, bro? Because I was like, yeah, because I was like, nah, yeah. man. I was I was kind of like. You know, because they're they're because it was all about anticipation, right, right? Yeah. the breath and all that, and so you could see their their breath because it's obviously very cold. So when it's cold, you can see somebody's breath, you know, and so and they kind of just lock each other and they're looking at each other. Right. I was like, man, if I was her dad. I was stepped in like, why are you looking at my daughter like that, homeboy? You know, <laughs> like that's enough, man. That's yeah, enough. like yeah. yo, yo, get over here, man. Stop looking at my daughter like that. But anyways, that's that's yeah. what I got from that. No, I agree, man. Yeah, he's he's to- he's not even seeing it because he's totally wrapped up in the whole <laughs> rivalry. Okay, there mean? we go. So maybe he's not. I mean, like, that's what I think. Yeah, and maybe he's not like Crease in the sense of Crease again is wrapped up in the war and the rivalry and, and 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 in a way, check this out. I'm glad you said that. And in a way, so was Daniel because he can't even notice what he's doing, his responsibilities with his daughter because any father would see that, bro. Like I would. What you looking at that girl like that oh, yeah. for? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, don't be looking at my daughter like that, homeboy. You know? <laughs> I don't you know, man. Something? Exactly, <laughs> bro. Why are you looking at my daughter like that? Hey, don't be looking at my daughter <laughs> No, like that. I believe you, man. So <laughs> after that, though, um, my next favorite scene. So then it cuts back to to the Coyote Creek I training. Agree. And I like how Hawk took down Mitch. And he you know, he makes it a big oh, yeah. He got my, he has a mixed five kills. Guess I earned my Medal mm-hmm. of Honor, you know? And so and then Miguel sees that and gets upset. So it's going to set it up for when... They eventually go head to head. And then, uh, yeah, Absolutely. that's going to jump into my f- next scene that I wrote down that I love the Miguel and Hawk scene. You know, obviously, you know, oh, yeah. again, they weren't they weren't brothers. They weren't Cobra Kai, you know, partners in this. You know, now they were fighting because Miguel was part of the black team and Hawk was part of the red team. So uh, but I love how Miguel, man, again, he's just again, dude, he's he's Cobra Kai, but he's not Cobra Kai, if that makes sense. Meaning he's Cobra Kai because obviously Johnny Lawrence has trained him. But he's not mm-hmm. Cobra Kai in the sense that he he wants things things done the right way. And he's like, hey, did you have to do that to, you know, the dojo, the Miyagi-Do dojo? And then Hawk's like, well, they're the enemy. I had to put them in their place. And then uh, yes. Miguel's like, so that means you had to trash their dojo and steal the Medal of Honor. So, uh, And then uh, Hawk's like, just because you have a thing for Sam doesn't mean I have to go soft. So (laughs) I like that. But yeah, dude, again, it it just shows Miguel, dude. He's he's on a totally different level, man. He's like, again, he's been he's Cobra Kai, but he's not Cobra Kai. He's got a good heart, man. And so uh, I like that. Like that fight, man. You know, he's like, you want the medal so bad? Come and take it. And so they throw down. And I like how Miguel finally takes him down with that. He kind of picks him up, kind of like an F5, you know, like Brock Lesnar. Yeah. He kind of picks him up and throws him <laughs> down. So I like that. And before that, he was kind of like. Yanks the headband. Yeah, yanks the headband. But before that, what was cool 
was Hawk was like, is that all you got? And then he threw him down. Is that all you got? He said, that's all I've got. And he took the Medal of Honor back. So that was pretty cool. Medal of Honor, yeah. And then, though, right, the whole, with that whole scene, Kreese was like, finish him. And Miguel does yes. roundhouse to uh, to Hawk and Team Black wins. But uh, Stingray comes out of nowhere, man, right? <laughs> you know the thing about Stingrays, <laughs> right? They lie and wait for the perfect opportunity to strike. And so <laughs> I like that, man. But the, the whole thing with that, I think that was probably like the, the best part. You know, I know we always you know talk about our best, our favorite scene, but um, I like how it all tied in. And then even Johnny's like, because Johnny's seeing this, right? Johnny's seeing how right. Miguel is, you know, he kicked uh, Hawk after it was pretty much over, right? Because they had to, you know, they had pretty much won and Kreese had finished him. Yeah, he roundhouse kicks, you know, Hawk. And then uh, he's like, hey, this isn't a tournament. This is real life. Because Johnny says, hey, what's, what's up with that? You know, that's not what I taught you. And he's like, well, this isn't a tournament. Right. This is real life. And I love what Johnny asked. He said, is that how you want to live yes. your life? You know, and um, great question, man. Great question. You know, is that how you want to live your life? So what do you think he meant by that? We'll see. I also took down that scene. Um, I just think, you know, he sees that Kreese has gotten to Miguel. And you know how he cares about Miguel. Yeah. You know, and especially after the whole monologue in, season, in episode three, you know, when he said he would, you know, promise him to do right by him mm-hmm. and to teach him. And so he's basically seeing that he's turning into basically what he was probably. That's what I got, you know, or what I understood. That's cool. You yeah. know, kind of like he like, you know, young Johnny, you know, when That's he good. was at that age, you know, so he's seeing him kind of transform or go down that path. And, you know, I don't know if you caught it, but when um, Chris told him, finish him. And right before he was about to do the roundhouse kick, Johnny, the camera panned to Johnny. It looked like he wanted to step in, but, you know, he was, it was too uh, late. I did, I did, Mc, dude. Miguel just kicked him right away. And then, of course, that's when he tells him, you know, that, that's not how I trained you to fight and all this stuff. But, yeah, he just, he sees, what I took is that he saw Crease has gotten to Miguel. Yeah. And Miguel started to shift down that path, taking the the, the mantra for, for real into the real world. Okay. You know? Yeah. So that, that's kind of what I. What nah, I that's good, that. dude. And it, it ties into it's a continuation of the last episode where he told Tommy, like, I just don't want these kids to make the same mistakes I did. So there you go, bro. Right. I like that. Yeah. I mean, yes. I like that, dude. Yeah. Because, again, he doesn't he knows how he was and he knows when he was that age that he probably took it a little extreme and he doesn't want Miguel to go down that path. Because, again, Miguel, Miguel up to this point has shown that he's. Again, and I'll say it again. I know I sound like a broken record. He's Cobra Kai, but he's not really Cobra Kai, you know. So, what's your next? He's part of uh, Johnny's Cobra Kai. He's part of the. He's part of the new Cobra Kai that's still badass, but is just trying to do mm-hmm. things differently, you know. Yeah, and then of course uh, the scene I have after, of course, Stingray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, takes yeah. uh, gets Miguel from behind yeah. is when uh, Daniel arrives at Larusso Auto. Mm-hmm. You know. He tries to go to Anoush to like, make it right, you know, and uh, he he arrives at his like office, I think, and Amanda informs him he left, you know, uh, he took Tom Cole's offer. He was going to give him a chance to match it. Give him more know? paper. <laughs> and yeah, more paper. <laughs> but um, higher or no, Tom Cole offered him a higher title and more pay. Yeah. And of course, he was going to give us a chance to match, but he bailed on him, you know. I see, and here's the thing where I kind of agree with you on Anoush. I mean, I get it. Okay, yeah, Daniel didn't keep his word. You yeah. know, Daniel didn't, uh, I guess, value his service. But it's, I don't know, I got the impression like, you know, Daniel and Anoush have been, like, he's been his employee for a while, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I, you would think they'd have a better relationship where I was like, no, I got to see you face to face. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like I got to see you face to face. But I, I think I think the whole point with this with this part with the noose, uh, it wasn't really about a noose, bro. It was just about getting to the point where Amanda's pissed, right? Amanda's yes. pissed. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I think the writers use a, that that you know storyline with a noose to get to the main thing. So you want to talk about that? Yeah, she could, basically Amanda calls him out. You know, uh, basically saying you know you haven't been able, you have. Ah, I'm sorry. You said you would be able to balance everything, and now look where we are. You know, 
and Daniel, you know, has been like you said, he's been neglecting his wife, his business, because Amanda's been doing it all, yeah. you know, kind yeah. of pretty much in his absence. And um, again, he's allowed the rivalry to just take over. And I like what Amanda says to him. You know, this is one of the quotes I wrote down because um, Daniel says, "I've been so focused in helping these kids, mm-hmm. you know, defend themselves." And uh, she says, "Well, sometimes when you focus on one thing." you lose focus of everything else that matters, Yeah. which again, yeah, that's his wife, man. Yeah. You know, she should be number one. Yeah. <laughs> not the and that's what I put down. I wrote down priorities, man. You know, so obviously she's pissed. She's waking up to an empty bed. She said, this isn't about the dealership. You know, she's feeling alone, you know, while you're off at karate camp. And so, yeah, great quote as well. I'll repeat it again. Sometimes when you focus on one thing, you lose focus of everything else that matters. So for me, priorities man right sometimes we can get so just uh focused on other things man that we forget our kids that we forget our our spouse or wife or significant other our job even you know what i'm saying you hear about people who who just go crazy doing things that they shouldn't be doing in the sense that they're neglecting you know things that are more important you know like so think about people who start gambling right you know it's it starts out very innocent and okay i'm gonna gamble on this game or i'm gonna do fantasy football or whatever man and then right. next thing you know you're spending five to six hours you know, trying to figure out hey should i play kyler murray should i play, play deshaun watson <laughs> or you know are the bills gonna cover the spread is texas gonna you know all this stuff man and so right all, yeah. it's so time consuming and especially now in in a time where everything's at our disposal bro you know hey bro when we were your 16 yeah. 17 years old we didn't have smartphones we didn't have th- now dude whatever we want to look up it's it's at our disposal because we have it on our phone so we want to see okay who's texas playing two weeks or who's OU playing or whatever man everything's there and so that can be time consuming dude you know and i, I think i remember uh, asking you hey man you want to play uh fantasy football and you're like i don't think i have the time to look up to that because there it does take a lot of time and, and this past year does, yeah. i didn't play you know fantasy man because number one with the whole pandemic you know i didn't know how that was going to play out you know if you have players that right. you draft and they don't play and, and all that and then the next one dude to be honest with you it's the time very time consuming i, I found myself waking up and the first thing i would do is like oh who you know let me check out this this sports, you know, beat reporter and about the players that I should draft or whatever, man. So I was like, nah, it's too time consuming, man. So I get that dude. It's all about priorities and it's, man, it's tough sometimes though, bro. You know, it's, it's really tough, you know, because, uh, you know, life happens and, and so I, I get it. And here's the thing though, bro, here's the thing. Like the thing is that Daniel's intentions aren't even bad. He's trying to help the kids, man. You know what I'm saying? He's yes. trying to help these kids. It's not like he's out there doing something illegal. He's trying to help the kids. But in the midst of that, you know, hey, you still got to take care of your wife, bro. So to me, it's all about priorities. So, hey, it's one of those things where, like, all right, you should know. Like, okay, what are my priorities? Is it is it faith? Is it God? Is it family? You know, and, and especially now, right, as we near the end of 2020, you know, so we start with 2021. All right, what, what, what am I going to keep first? You know, faith, you know, family, all this stuff. So it's to me when I, when I, yeah, that, yeah, to me, when I heard that, I wrote down priorities. So what did you think when you heard that quote? What came to mind for you? The thing that came to mind is just how it came back to the time where you have to, and time and balance where you have to make time for your, you know, number one, the important people in your life, which in Daniel's case is his wife and his yeah. kids. It should be, but right? It should be, yeah. That's I mean, and be. here it is. Here, here it is. It should be according to us. But the thing is, not everybody right. thinks how we think, right? But go that's ahead. That's true. Yes, very well said. Well, when I heard that line from Amanda, I mean, I just, I started to think about how Daniel hasn't been able to balance his time and and you know with her and his family because you know as a husband his first priority should be his his wife and his kids you know what i mean and he's been so caught up in that rivalry that you know he's neglected her pretty much all summer yeah (laughs) you know she's been what running like you said running the business and uh waking up and he's not there he's just it's all been karate it's all been you know, Miyagi-Do and the kids, which like you mentioned, he does have good intentions. You know, he does want to help out the kids, but you know, I, 
as husband and as a father, you know, like we are, um, you know, our first priority has got to be our family, man. We got to take care. Got to balance our time uh, with them first, and then whatever's left for everything else. Yeah. Well, that just goes to show you, man, that sometimes even when you have good intentions, they can end up hurting um, other areas in your life. You know what I'm saying? So you yeah. can have good intentions, but again, you just have to be careful of the people or the things that you neglect. You know what I'm saying? So that's just, again, I love that. You know, Amanda did great in that scene. And so definitely that's a great, great lesson. You know, we haven't really hit on any lessons so far. But, you know, just the fact of priority, priorities and, and, and time, right? Managing time. And we, we hit on time on the last podcast, but we see it again, you know, so much on the last podcast, it was more, okay, hey, what are you going to do with the time that you're given? Because, you know, tomorrow's not promised to you. And now this one's more like, hey, how are you going to manage the time? You know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> so that's that's pretty cool. So I'll go with the next scene that I enjoyed was when Miguel showed up with the Medal of Honor to give it to Sam and my first thought when I saw that scene is Robbie's a punk, man. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> he's like, what are you doing here? And again, you know, my affinity for Miguel, baby. But uh, right. I like what Miguel said. He's like, man, we're not all assholes, you know, and he gives the medal back and he, he apologizes for, for trashing the dojo, even though he had nothing to do with it. And then Robbie hides it, man. You know, I don't really like that dude, but uh, Robbie hides it. And um, because again, you know, he's trying to obviously him and Sam in this, in this episode got closer you know, they got close to They finally kissed and stuff. And uh, yeah, but Miguel did the honorable thing, man. And I use that word honorable because, again, it goes back to the question that Johnny asked him. Is that how you want to live your life? Yes. And, you know, we mentioned this at the beginning when we started covering um, season two. You know, what's the, the difference between mercy and honor? And I think that's the big lesson that Johnny had for Miguel. It's like, hey, you know, you need to live your life with honor. And so at this point, Miguel's taking that into effect and he's giving that medal back because he could have been, come on, I'll, oh, yeah, Hawk, you took that medal. That's badass, bro. Hell yeah. You know, but he wasn't like that. He right. wanted to do the honorable thing. So like that scene. Would you, what, what did you take from that scene? Did you like that scene? Yes, absolutely. That's I definitely have that one taken down or I took that one down. Okay. And uh, just to pick you off what you said, because you said everything pretty much that I have um, as well. Um I mean, Miguel just did the stand-up thing, man. He could have easily given it to anybody in Miyagi-Do, you know? But he went to Sam. He went to Sam's house. Yeah. And uh, he still cares for no matter what. No doubt, no doubt, for sure. <laughs> he still cares for Sam. That's yeah. in, uh, I think he also told Robbie, you know, tell Sam I said sorry. Or so, I think that's what he said. Rookie mistake, man, and we've talked about this. Rookie mistake. I would have never – if it were me, I would have not given it to Robbie. Yeah. I would have been like, I'm here to see Sam. You know, you know, I would have I would have wanted to give it to Sam. And, you know, because I think back when he was fighting with Hawk at Coyote Creek, um, one of the reasons he confronted Hawk about it or one of the thing, one of the reasons I think he confronted Hawk is because he knows, you know, he didn't want to he didn't want Sam to think maybe that he was a part of that trashing yeah. the dojo. But that's not what he's about, you know. So th those are just some of the things I took down. But, yeah, definitely I have that scene down there. Rookie move, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I like that you said that was a rookie move. You know, he shouldn't have done that. He should have been like, he should have demanded, like, yo, let me see her. I came to see Sam. And and at that point, even I was going to make this question. Uh, he knocked on the door. I don't think he rang the doorbell. Right. So, But, yeah, you know what a rookie move. I like that you brought that in because I didn't even think about that. I would have been like, yo, I'm, I'm here to see Sam, you know, kind of one of those things. I'm not leaving until I see Sam, you know, so. right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he should have, you know what, bro? He should have texted her, you know, he should be like, Hey, or you know, Sam, yeah, I'm coming, true. I'm coming to your house. I'll be there in five minutes or something, you know, you know, I just want to talk or something, <laughs> but nah, man. And, and of I'll, course, yeah, I agree with you. That was, that was a punk move what Robbie did, but I mean, he's trying, he, he just, like you said, in this episode, him and Sam's love interest started to, I guess, yeah, you know, got closer. Grow. Exactly. So, got closer. Yeah. They finally kissed. He's this was for his interest. <laughs> exactly. He's watching out for him and, and they finally kissed. This was the episode they finally right. kissed. Because, yes, they do kiss. Yeah. Because Moon, remember at the beginning, Moon was like, Hey, are you and Robbie? And she's like, No, you know, we came close to whatever. And so mm -hmm. this is the one where they finally kissed, man. So 
whatever though all right man so take <laughs> us to your to your next favorite scene which is pretty much the last scene if you it think is. about it you know I, let's just let me just throw this out there this scene was okay i mean excuse me this episode was okay to me i was kind of like oh, it was okay it was all right you know i mean they had some good stuff like every cobra kai episode but it wasn't like oh damn I, this is one of my favorite episodes at least to me how do you feel it bounced a lot it bounced back and forth a little bit i don't know yeah. if you noticed that, but yeah. i mean after watching it a couple of times, I do see the order, yeah. you know, declaring war yeah. and then preparing the soldiers and then the training yeah. and the exercises. Yeah. So it's kind of flowing, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, it, it does, but it was, to me, it's not one of those memorable episodes that I would watch oh, no, again. No, 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 you know, we're no. watching it because it, Creek, has, right? it has some cool stuff. It has some fun stuff. But even thinking about it, bro, the Coyote Creek, even though it was dope, it was kind of like, ah, because some of the fight, the fighting didn't really look as good you know what i'm saying like they didn't show a lot of the fighting actually if you think about it right. they just showed the little couple yeah yeah so anyways but take us to your to your next favorite scene which again is is the last scene of this episode it's the last is the last so <clears throat> it goes back to cobra kai specifically johnny's office and i think he walks in and chris is already sitting down in his office kind of arrogantly saying hey he tells johnny you come here to congratulate me on my victory. <laughs> and uh, Johnny says, we need to talk about what you've been putting in my kids' heads since I've been gone. And, of course, Kreese is trying to play it off. He's yeah. like, I've just been teaching them the way of the fist, the same lessons I taught you, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Yeah. And then he's, and then Johnny, you know, Johnny's getting a little bold. He's, he's you know, because, he, again, he's, he's seen what's going on. He says, yeah, we have a problem. Yeah, that's that's where we have a problem. Cobra Kai needs to change. Mm -hmm. You taught back then, didn't work, and it doesn't work now. And then, of course, now Chris is kind of starting to get a little angry, man. He, he kind of, <laughs> you know, talks back. He's like, uh, you want what do you want to change it to something nice and warm, like a warm blanket? He said <laughs> like, nice and snugly like a blanket, like a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Johnny's like, no, Cobra, Pi Cobra Kai will always be badass. But there's a difference between no mercy and no honor. And here, I don't know if you caught this, but you see Kreese kind of, again, self-disclose a little bit. Yeah. Kind of gives us, I guess, a little indication of his mindset. Yeah, for sure. You know, he, uh, he says, when you're in war, the other side never fights with any honor. Take it from me. I've been there. Trust me. Uh, trust me. I've, I've been there. Be glad that you don't know. Um, and Johnny's like, okay, you know, I don't know what S shit you went through back then, yeah. but these are good kids and they don't need to relive our mistakes. Let me tell you something. When you're in a war, the other side never fights with any honor. Take it from me, I know. Trust me, I've been there. Be glad that you don't know. Yeah, I don't know what shit you went through back then, but these are good kids. And they don't need to relive our mistakes. The only mistake is teaching them weakness. Like what you did when you backed down from LaRusso's challenge. Is that what the new Cobra Kai is all about? Trying to get me riled up is not going to work. I'm responsible for these students. And I am responsible for you. You are still my student. I'm worried about you, Johnny. I see what's going to happen. We're going to let your guard down. And that's going to leave you vulnerable. Maybe that's what you think. This is my dojo, and I make the rules. Your dojo. You forget who started Cobra Kai? I haven't forgotten anything. In one of the previous podcast episodes, we talked about the, the difference between mercy and honor. So I actually just kind of looked it up and, uh, and want to give you what I feel my definition means. Um, because mercy and honor, obviously, they're, they're multiple meaning. The, the depending right. on what context and so but there's a difference between no mercy so no mercy no compassion right having no compassion towards others right. and then no honor and honor is more adhering to what's right having morals having respect having ethics and so and so yeah dude, there there's a difference between that right you can have no mercy no compassion towards others but then you know john is like look dude like i still want to do things honorably man i still want to do things respectfully i still want to do what's right and is exactly what Miguel did, right? Yeah, you mm -hmm. know, he can kick ass and be badass, but 
at the end of the day, he wants to do what's right. And what's right is you don't take another man's medal of honor or you don't trash the dojo. That's that's not honorable. You know what I'm saying? So that's when I was looking at it, like, OK, I'm, I'm starting to see what Johnny means. You know, yeah, you can be, you know, again, compassionate in the sense where I, I guess no mercy. We're like you're, you can't be weak. But at the same time, right. just because you can't be weak doesn't mean or just because you, you're badass or whatever, doesn't mean that you don't have to, you can't be disrespectful to people. It's the way I'm, I'm taking it. What do you, what do right. you think? Kind of empathetic in a way. Like you can't just be like stone cold and just, you know, hurt, I guess, destruction. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, t- okay. You know, let's, let's tie it in, in, in sports terms, bro. So we, me and you, we know that we believe, right. And we know, we believe it. We know that Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. And on the court, he was a freaking killer, right? On the court, man, he tore it up. He showed no mercy, but he was never he was he was never dishonorable. Meaning he didn't like chop somebody's knees. You know what I'm saying? Like be, he was he never, never dirty. He was never dirty. You know, and so yeah. that's what I mean, bro. And so you can be yeah. like no, you can be you know can't have mercy on others, but you still do it in a way that's respectful, bro. You know, so yeah, no, I agree completely. And you know, again you on go just going back to what you said you have to show honor man and you got to do things the right way you can't just have no heart and just like go for this throat yeah. i guess if yeah. that's a good sports analogy <laughs> yeah do that or or in a way where you just kind of you kind of sleaze your way through life you know what i'm saying you kind of backbite people and and um yeah dude i mean yeah you know i don't i don't like people like that man it's just sleazy and and they'll use others that's on that's not honorable to me because again it has to do with respect has to do with having you know morals and and knowing what's right man so yeah and it's kind of one of those things like just because you know just because i'm I'm nice doesn't mean i don't show mercy i'll handle business you know i'm sure you feel that way you know just just because okay here's another analogy because again we're i want to make sure that this is clear dude if you saw your kids doing something wrong you'd handle business right i know you would meaning you know if you have to discipline them whatever that looks like in your household you do it but you're going to do it in an honorable way, right? You're not going to freaking make them bleed. You're not going to do something that's going to freaking damage them or injure them. Because, again, that's not being honorable. And so that's right. the way I look at it. Like, yeah, Cobra Kai is going to be badass. We're going to go to whatever tournament and take care of whatever we got to do. But then we're not going to be we're not going to do it in a way that's going to be disrespectful. That's right. again, that's how I'm looking at it. But um Maybe. I don't know what are your thoughts. Maybe what he means is just maybe taking out the military warfare aspect of it. Yeah, just, bro. Where you just have to you have to destroy everything that's in your path. Like right. And there, there's more to it. I'm I'm sure you're gonna I'm sure you're gonna get to that. <laughs> there's more to what Chris said because again, you you are right. He does get up and he's like, well, well, when you're in a war and this and that. But I want to touch on this lesson too. You know, for me. So I like when Johnny says, look, I don't know what shit you went through back then, but these are good kids. And again, everything that you said, and they don't need to relive our mistakes. So for me, that lesson in that is that just because you went through hell doesn't mean that these kids have to go through hell. And I feel that with my kid, with my daughter. And I'm sure you feel it the same way. Just because you grew up in a certain way doesn't mean your kids have to grow up that way, bro. I know you feel me with that, bro. Like, I am so blessed, man, that Isabella is, has, is not and has not experience the things that i experienced as a little kid man you know what i'm saying the, the heartache the, the not having a father in the home dude like i am so blessed like my daughter is innocent dude and i'm so that's a blessing bro you know because it's kind of like why should we want our kids to go through the same shit that we did you know right yes i mean so that's how i took it from that lesson that's what i say you know just because you had to go through tough times doesn't mean your kids have to go through tough times. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, yeah. we, we work our ass off to make sure that our kids don't go through tough times. You know, our kids, you know, and I know we've talked about this before, dude. Our kids have gone to places that we never envisioned going when we were little, dude. We would never ask our parents to take us to Chick-fil-A or Chuck E. Cheese or McDonald's because their answer would be no. But our right. kids, we're, they go to that like like it's nothing. Like, oh, man, yeah, you know? So that's what I got from that. Just because, you know, we went through hell. Doesn't mean doesn't mean our kids have to go through hell as well. Yeah, absolutely right, man. You know we've been fortunate to give our our kids an opportunity or better opportunities than what we have, man. Which is, you know, growing up, that's all we, you know, that's one of the things we wanted, you know, to make sure when we have kids, they have 
better times than what we did, man. For sure. <laughs> for sure. And again, because again, we just because we live through it doesn't mean that they have to live through it as well. Exactly. So you want to continue continue on with that scene? Oh, yeah. yeah. OK, so the last thing he said, of course, is, we, you know, they don't need to relive relive our mistakes. And then again, Kreech is still kind of, you know, getting aggressive. He's like, the only mistake is teaching him weakness. Mm-hmm. Like, like what you did when you backed down. Now he's calling out Johnny. Yeah. He's like what you did when you backed down from LaRusso's challenge. And <laughs> that new, is that what the new Cobra Kai is all about? And Johnny's like, you're trying to get me riled up, but it's not going to work. I'm responsible for these students. You know, that right there is a change from Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, you know, he's grown throughout the two seasons, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and then of course, Crease. Now he tries to get what all parental. Or I love it though. I love it though. I love it though. But I'm responsible for you. <laughs> but I'm responsible for you. You are still my student. I love that, dude. And they, oh, here's a good one though. Here, here's I like this line yeah. um, because again, we've seen what happens, so we know. Yeah. But he says, "I'm worried about you, Johnny. You're gonna let your guard down, and it's gonna leave you vulnerable." When he said that, you know, I'm just like, golly, this guy is basically, <laughs> you know, he can't be more obvious. Yeah, <laughs> you I know love that, that dude. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, and, um, and then he's like, maybe maybe that's what you think, but this is still my dojo. This is Johnny now. Maybe yeah. that's what you think, but this is still my dojo, and I make the rules. And now now he, that, like, it, it kind of angered Chris because he's like, you're a dojo. You forgot who started Cobra Kai? He's like, no, I haven't forgotten anything. And uh, right here, you know, the climax, he's like, you know what? I'm sorry. I thought this could work, but I was wrong. We're done. I don't ever want to see you in this dojo again. Johnny's seen the light, man. Yeah. And it it took Miguel to help. I mean, because the OG Cobras basically tried to spell it out for him in the last episode. Yeah. You know, try to tell him, you know, you can't trust Crease, you know, um, what was it? Creases no mercy BS into the real world. Yeah. But it took Miguel and what he did at Coyote Creek to help to make him realize Crease is still Crease and he's never gonna change. Okay. You know? Why do you because, say that though? Why do you say that? Because Miguel is turning, he's slowly changing into like, you know, this evil kid. Is that why you say that? Or he's going down that path. I, okay. I don't yeah, know. yeah, for sure. Okay. Not necessarily evil because again he did the stand up thing and returned the medal. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So he, there's still like I guess, you know, no, there's good definitely in, good in him, yeah, for sure. Like 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 anybody, him. man. There's there's good in you and there's times where you do some yeah. some some crappy things. But yeah, I I, I I like that, bro. I like that you pointed that out that it took Miguel to do that. You know, I hadn't thought about that until you said it right now. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So and he didn't want and and the only thing I added was he didn't want Miguel to go down that path and make the same like him make the same mistakes like he did, you know, and end up here because again ever since episode three he he told him I'm not gonna do wrong by you and you know I'm gonna be there for you yeah so hey but um, real, real talk though Johnny should have known that that wasn't gonna be the end man he should have known yeah. that's what I wrote down that was that's what I wrote right. down he should have well, known yeah. that that wasn't gonna be the end of it that there was no way that crease was just going to walk out of that dojo. But that's yeah. how that's, that's how this episode ended with crease just walking out. And so my first stop, I was like, man, that's, that's not how it's going to end. You know, mm-hmm. you know, obviously let me take that back. Uh, my thought when I watched it again, is like, Johnny should have known he wasn't going to take it back. He wasn't, excuse me. Johnny should have known that this is, wasn't how it was going to end between him and crease. But obviously, when we first watch it, and we're like, "Oh, well, that's it." But we should have known yeah. too, right? <laughs> we should have yeah, known too. You know, now that we now that we're looking at it, yeah, now we're looking at it. We're rewatching it and stuff. We like, oh, come on, Johnny, you should have known, man. But yeah, that's the end of that episode, man. End of that episode. And like I said, it was it was good, but it wasn't as as good as the next three, man. Because I think the next three they really to me are one of the best. Oh, yeah. I, I like number eight. The, ne- the next one that's coming up. Yeah. The next year is just dope. Like Gloria love is, is a really mm-hmm. good one. And, and the number nine is pretty good. So yeah, we're going to get to that, but yeah, man, let's just go ahead and, and talk about, um, you know what, man, we've been doing top five, man. Let's, let's, let's continue doing that. Who do you have in, in your top five for this episode? Top five for this episode. I got to start with stingray. Okay. Flipping the script. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Flipping the script, you know, um, Next one, I'm going to go with Sam, you know, just because, again, just when she was doing the exercises at Miyagi-Do, 
she fought pretty good. You know, she, she never got hit and, you know, she took down everybody who went after her. So okay, for that reason, got to put in Amanda, uh, you know, yeah, definitely got to put in Amanda, putting Daniel in his place. Yeah. You know, uh, Miguel for doing the right thing with the medal of honor, yes, you know, yes. except I, again, golly rookie move. I really wish you would have given it to Sam, man. Hey, you should have. I'm not leaving here until I give it to Sam. And then, of course, I got to end it with MJ. Johnny, man. Johnny? Yeah, just how he did, you know, he stood up to Crease. Yeah. And just, you, again, you just see the bond that he has with Miguel yeah. and how he just does not want to let him down, man, okay. or wants to do right by him. All right. So, yeah, those are the five I picked. <laughs> okay, so the only person that I would uh... – you know, yeah, I'd take Sam out and I'd put Crease in. I think Crease just, he killed it in every scene he was in. He killed it in the first one with Daniel. You know, he killed it at the end with Johnny. So I got to put Crease in there, man. He really yes. just, yeah, dude, he's a he's a great character, man. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, he's he's bad. He's a bad character, bad isn't bad, but he really he did good. Yeah, he was meant to play that character and he played it very well, man. So mm-hmm. that's good, dude. So let's do this again. Um you know, let's say you're on Netflix and you come across this episode, right? You're, you know, you put it on. What's the one scene that you'd want to, you know, just rewatch? Um, I guess I would have to pick at Coyote Creek the fight scene between Miguel and Hawk. Okay. You know, the fighting was pretty decent, and in, in that, in between them two, yeah. And um, you know, just how Miguel confronted Hawk about trashing Miyagi Do and stealing the Medal of Honor. Yeah. You know, and doing it right, because like again, I think you touched on this uh, earlier. Is like he could have easily just celebrated and be like, "Oh, that's tight, that's badass." But yeah. he just, <laughs> just did it, nah, man. He he faced him and he said, "No, you, you know that wasn't right." Okay. You know, so yeah, that's the scene I would probably you know go to on this episode. I'm gonna go with the last one, man. The the, the confrontation one, yeah. between Johnny and Crease. I think it was just good. I, I like how Crease, like you said, he got parental, but he did. You know, he's like he still feels like he's. He's Johnny's dad, man. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I like that though. I love their, I love their exchange, man. I love their exchange and good. Yeah, that was a good yeah. you know, monologue they had between them too. So I'll go, I'll go with that. All right, favorite line from this episode. The one I'm gonna go with is I like what Daniel told his, his students at me, uh, the Miyagi Do students, like when he said the fight isn't always going to come when it's 75 degrees. And sometimes you can't avoid fighting and the fight may come to you. All right. So, yeah. Challenges. Man. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm going to go with the Amanda one. Sometimes when you focus on one thing, you lose focus of everything else that matters. Priorities. Yeah. There we go, brother. Priorities. Yeah. All right, man. So do you got anything else you want to say before we wrap up? I think we covered no. the lessons through, right? We talked about time. We talked about priorities, <laughs> challenges, and hey, we're just... Again, we're just gleaning stuff from these <laughs> Cobra Kai episodes. Yeah, no, just a couple of things, really. Just the, the lessons learned is what you, the quote that you said about what Amanda said about, you know, when you focus on one thing, you, uh, when you focus on one thing, you lose focus on everything else that matters. So, yeah. step down to just keep your focus, man, on what's important. You for know? sure, for sure. But, yeah, man. Uh, and you know what? One of the connections that I wrote down and I just now saw it. Uh, remember after the uh, Miguel and Hawk fight and um, and you know Miguel raises up the headband and Kreese says finish him yeah remember just like in uh, um, in the original Karate Kid yeah. when he tells uh, Johnny to finish him yeah. you know yeah so I just, I just now realized that I had written that down <laughs> just what connection is that again Which, what connection is when, that when uh, Kreese tells Johnny to finish him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right before the crane kick Ah, oh, okay, okay. All right, so right before Miguel does a kick, okay. Yeah, it's like finish him, <laughs> but of course he didn't yell it out. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It, but hey, but you know what? It it worked a lot better for Miguel because Johnny Johnny got that crane kick to his face, man. So right, <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool, man. Real cool. All right, brother. Well, that wraps up for this episode, man. And we'll we'll link up again next week, and we'll have three left, and then hey, we'll just be three weeks closer to season three brother so hey thanks again man hope you have a great rest of the evening and we'll connect soon bro likewise man great brother you know great to be on here take care yes sir (laughs) take care 
that about wraps up another episode of Mission Driven with AC Cristalis. And yeah, we're continuing the Cobra Kai podcast episodes. And so we have three more after this one to cover as we get closer to season three of Cobra Kai. But again, I really, really want to stress that I hope that within these podcast episodes, you're gaining some wisdom, gaining some motivation, gaining some inspiration from just the lessons that we're taking from, you know, how we watch this show. So it's not so much Cobra Kai, even though 70 to 75 percent of the content is discussing Cobra Kai. But it's also some life lessons that, again, will hope I hope that will benefit your life. So, again, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for joining in on this podcast. I wish you nothing but faith, hope, love, peace.